1: The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including a special guest, Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Dr. George Markovich is an orthopedic surgeon. He replaced both of my knees in 2006 and my hip this past uh, June, for which I'm very grateful and uh, we'll be talking to him about what's happening in the trenches in healthcare. We'll also visit with Stale Dantes. He is the marketing manager for the Florida Citizens Alliance. We'll visit with him as well. It is February the 1st on this day in 1887. Groundhog Day, featuring a rodent meteorologist, was celebrated for the first time in Gobbler's Knob in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. According to tradition, if a groundhog comes out of the hole on this day and sees his shadow, it gets scared and runs back into the burrow. Predicting six more weeks of winter weather, no shadow means an early spring. Groundhog Day was in the roots of the ancient Christian tradition of Candlemas, which uh, when clergy would bless and distribute uh, candles needed for winter, the candles represented how long and cold the winter would be. Germans expanded on this concept by selecting an animal, the hedgehog, as a means of predicting weather. Once they came to America, German settlers in Pennsylvania continued the tradition, although they switched from hedgehogs to groundhogs, which were plentiful in the Keystone State. Groundhogs also called woodchucks, typically weigh 12 to 15 pounds and live six to eight years. They eat vegetables and fruits while and whistle when they're frightened or are looking for a mate. <laughs> looking for a mate may be frightening, I don't know, but anyhow they're sometimes called whistle pigs and can climb trees and swim. They go into hibernation in late fall during this time, their body temperatures drop significantly, their heartbeats slow to 80, from 80 to five beats per minute and they can lose 30% of their body fat. In February, male groundhogs emerge from their burrows to look for a mate, not to predict the weather, before going into underground again. They come out of hibernation for good in March. In 1887, a newspaper editor belonging to a group of groundhog hunters from Punxsutawney called the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club declared that Phil, the Punxsutawney Groundhog, was America's only true weather forecaster, uh, the line of uh, groundhogs that has been known as Phil might be America's most famous groundhogs, but other towns across North America have their own weather predicting rodents, from Birmingham Bill to Staten Island Chuck to Shebenikady Sam in Canada. In 1993, the movie Groundhog Day starred Bur- Bill Murray, it was great, uh, polar- popularized the use of Groundhog Day to mean something that's repeated over and over. Today, tens of thousands of people converge on Knobler's Knob in Punxsutawney each February 2nd to witness Phil's prediction. The Punxsutawney Groundhog hosts a three-day celebration featuring entertainment and activities, the first Groundhog Day, of course, on this day in 1887. What a story. So interesting. Well, the Federal Reserve yesterday announced its interest rate increase for a quarter percentage point, as expected, uh, the Competitive Enterprise Institute senior economist Ryan Young said that the series of interest rate increases has helped wrangle inflation, and it's paying off. There are no surprises in today's federal announcement. The uh, sl- slower uh, rate increase, a quarter percentage point instead of three quarters, is a sign the Fed is winding down the increases. There will likely be one more quarter point increase rise after its next meeting in six weeks, and it should be that should be it, he said. The Fed has already done the heavy lifting in getting inflation back to normal. It's ending its $5 trillion bond-buying program last March, which is also when it began steady, uh, steadily hiking the federal rates reserve, or re- reserve rates. These things have a long lag time before they take effect, but month to month, inflation has already been lower for the first few months now. The Fed caused the inflation in the first place by overreacting to COVID with too much stimulus, Congress and President Trump and Biden also deserve some of the blame with their massive deficit spending. But the Fed in, uh, began increasing its mistakes about a year ago and it's paying off, or I should say, fixing its mistakes, and it's now paying off. There's no guarantee their actions will avoid recession, though it helps that the economy is otherwise in decent shape. A, straw, a soft landing remains possible. We'll see. It's so interesting. Of course, the markets were reacting positively yesterday, and it's looking like not another bad day today. Legendary NFL quarterback Tom Brady announced Wednesday he's retiring for good after previously retiring after last year's season and reversing course later in uh, weeks later. Brady made his announcement via Twitter saying he wanted to get to the point right away and acknowledge he did not want to make a big deal as he did in last year's announcement. I know the process was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd press record and let you guys know first. It won't be long-winded. You only get one Super Bowl emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. He said. Brady appeared to get choked up when thanking his family and friends for allowing him to re, uh, to live his absolute dream, adding that he would not change a thing. Brady's a seven-time Super Bowl champion and five-time Super Bowl MVP, played his first 20 seasons with the New England Patriots, creating a nearly two-decade dynasty with head coach Bill Pelichick. He played his final three seasons with Tampa Bay Buccaneers, leading them to their first team uh, to win a Super Bowl in their home stadium. The 45-year-old quarterback is widely regarded as the best quarterback in NFL history. They call him the GOAT, Good Greatest of All Time, with iconic moments such as leading the comeback victory against the Atlanta Falcons in Super Bowl 51 after being down 28 to 3. Can you imagine that? Brady's final game was lost to uh, Dallas Cowboys in the wild card round last month. Brady's retirement comes exactly a year after he announced his first retirement from NFL. That retirement would last only 40 days before he decided to reverse course and join the tape to be a Buccaneers again. His final season was rocky and on and off the field with Brady struggling at the Buccaneers finish for the losing record of 8-9 and nine, and with Brady getting a divorce from his wife. The quarterback will be eligible for induction into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2028. I would say he's a first ballot shoe-in uh, Truly, uh, we were Patriots fans for years when he was the quarterback of the Patriots and just did a great job. Well, the FBI conducted a search Wednesday morning of President Joe Biden's beach home outside of Rehoboth Beach and did not find any classified documents but took some of the handwritten notes and other materials related to his time as Vice President, uh, Biden's personal attorney said. No documents with classified markings were found. Well, that's not strange because the president had been there the week before, so obviously, and he was alerted there was going to be a search. So I'm sure if if there was something there, he probably would have done something about it. Biden's lawyer, Bob Bauer, said the Associated Press reported consistent with the process in Wilmington, the DOJ took for further use some materials and handwritten notes that appear to relate to his time as vice president. When news of the FBI search broke Wednesday morning, Bauer said the Biden team will continue to uh, fully support and facilitate with the federal investigation. The FBI, FBI found six classified documents and memos in Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home last month, and his personal attorney confirmed that. The federal law enforcement agency also reportedly searched Biden's former D.C. office in the Penn Biden Center after documents from his time as vice president were found shortly before Uh, his midterm, the midterm elections. His attorney searched his Rehoboth Beach home last month, but no documents were found at that time. Question is, when are they going to uh, review the boxes and boxes of documents that were delivered to the University of Delaware? Uh, My guess is there are going to be some classified documents there. I hope they will do that search. Well, President Biden and uh, Speaker Kevin McCarthy sat down Wednesday for a high-stakes meeting amid tensions or what each man, each man characterizes as playing politics with a political-economic disaster. The uh, president and I had a good first meeting, McCarthy told reporters after a nearly one-and-a-half-hour meeting. I shared my perspective with him, and he shared his. He said, I can see where we can find some common ground. They'll have to come to, uh, up with a deal to avoid the country defaulting on its debt. It's some Republican threat not to be on the board with without the promise of spending cuts in the White House, asserting it would take no hostages or negotiate terms on the matter. Biden and McCarthy have uh, had few in-person interactions so far the White House. Uh, so uh, since McCarthy has become Speaker in January, a 15-vote process Biden once called embarrassing, the White House has issued frequent statements criticizing him and the GOP members, while McCarthy's conference has moved ahead with congressional investigations into Biden and his family. Uh, Voters overwhelmingly support the uh, House Republican leaders' demand that any increase in the national debt come with spending cuts, a blow to the President Joe Biden's unlimited spending plan. 80% of Republicans and 71% of Democrats say that it's reasonable to cut government spending at this time. So uh, also Biden did say, well, look, you go first, you raise the debt limit, and then we can make some cuts. Uh, I don't think so. Level of trust, I don't think, is high right there. So uh, I would suggest that there be some sort of a quid pro quo. Do both at the same time. Why not do it several times? Uh, A few increases and then uh, a a small increase in the debt limit and some cuts in the budget. You could do that five or six times before May. Americans spend an exorbitant amount of money on health care and have for years. As a country, the U.S. spends more on health care than any other high-income country in the world and on the basis of both per-person se- per costs and share of gross domestic product, yet you would know it from looking at the major health metrics in pe- years past. The U.S. has rel- relatively abysmal health, and if anything, the COVID-19 pandemic only exacerbated the U.S. healthcare system's failure to, uh, relative to its peers, according to a news analysis by Commonwealth Fund. Compared with other high-income peers, the U.S. has the shortest life expectancy at birth, the highest rate of avoidable deaths, the highest rate of newborn deaths, the highest rate of maternal deaths, the highest rate of adults with multiple chronic conditions, and the highest rate of obesity, the news analysis found. Uh, So here's an idea. Let's get the government out of our health care. Let's get back to uh, free enterprise and allow people to make more personal decisions as opposed to the government. It just hasn't worked so well. Well, the University of Utah Medical School of Medicine implemented a series of programs to recruit and retain diverse students and faculty after an accredited organization said its diversity efforts were unsatisfactory, according to emails obtained by the Medical Watchdog Group. The school, in response, filed a status report outlining its progress in increasing diversity on campus. This further promotes ideology ahead of quality medical education and race, ethnicity, or sex over hiring the most qualified staff and faculty, Laura Morgan said. She's from the Daily Caller. So, this is, I, I'm covering this story primarily because there's been a number of, there's been a movement among medical schools to teach diversity and uh, critical race theory and all kinds of things. Well, here's the reason the accrediting. Organization is making these demands or saying that it's not going to be accredited. Don't need that kind of pressure. Politics now entering an almost uh, woke apology entering so many different areas of our lives. Well, the U.S. government came out with another very questionable estimate of U.S. GDP in January. For some time since the Obama years, we've questioned the accuracy of government measurements. It appears to us that the Obama numbers were always erred up or rounded up, while under Trump, economic results were adjusted down. But even with bogus reporting and the government entitles that uh, create uh, economic estimates and reports couldn't downplay President Trump's results, even to ignore the results of the policies. In January, the Bureau of Economic Analysis claimed that GDP was up 2.9% in the fourth quarter, but this makes no sense. They're looking closer at the numbers and it was noted that the Americans disposable income increased the most in 2022 since 1932. That's a decrease. The disposable income decreased the most since 2022 since uh, 1932 and the Great Depression. But there's more. One commodity that economists really think of is cardboard. According to the Market's Insider, cardboard box shipments are the worst they've been since 2009. It's the under-the-radar economic indicators flashing a warning signal to the broader economy as consumers' spending slows down, and it's cardboard boxes that's giving the indicator. So interesting. Uh, cardboard boxes are now our overlooked barometer of health of the economy as they are a massive component of consumer spending, and whether it's e-commerce or shipping bulk goods to stores, cardboard boxes play a big, big role. Also, computer chip sales are down. That's another indicator that the economy is weakening. So uh, what's disappointing about this is, of course, is that uh, we're getting false information from what supposedly should be trustworthy sources about what's happening with the economy. Just another indicator that, uh, again, uh, our information is being uh, distorted by political uh points of view this segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at johnson's air conditioning naples longest established air conditioning company i hope you visit johnsonsairconditioning.com also brought to you by life in naples magazine be in the know and stay up to date by reading life in naples the website is life in naples.net Coming up, we're going to be visiting with a representative from the Florida Citizens Alliance. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
0: Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
1: or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's
0: 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden.
1: Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you, part by InternationalHealthPlans.com. If you're planning on traveling abroad, you should know that most health insurance plans don't cover international travel. You want to travel with confidence, and to do that, check out International Health Insurance with InternationalHealthPlans.com. You'd be glad you did. Coming up, we're going to be uh, visiting with Dr. George Markovich. Right now we have with us Style Dantes. He's the marketing manager for the Florida Citizens Alliance. Style, thank you so much for joining us here on the show.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Bob.
1: My pleasure. So tell us about the Florida Citizens
2: Alliance. The Florida Citizens Alliance is a grassroots uh, organization that works to improve K-12 through education here in the state of Florida. We work in three pillars, which is the legislative, providing solutions, which is the second one, and also by um, community involvement. One of the big things that we really like to focus on is we want to unify parents, teachers, and and students and help them and empower them in order to make the right changes that will improve uh, what is going on uh, within our school systems.
1: And, and I, I will say that I was one of the founding members of the Florida Citizens Alliance, and only in a decade the amount of impact, positive impact that the Florida Citizens Alliance has had on uh, p- public education in Florida has just been immense and uh, just continue to help working with the governor, working with the Commissioner of Education, and working with the legislature to just improve uh, what's going on. Uh, Absolutely. Stylas, what if you could, uh, oh, by the way, the website is goflca.com, goflca.com. Style, I know you've got a big event coming up in March. Maybe you can tell us about it.
2: So This is our annual uh, gala that we host. It's a huge uh, fundraiser for us, but it's also a great uh, opportunity for all of us like-minded people who want to improve education in the state of Florida. It's an opportunity for all of us to gather together to celebrate the work that has been happening. We call it our Kids and Country Gala. Uh, we celebrate the work that Florida Citizens Alliance and all of the people who work in education are doing um, and a lot of, and celebrate the victories that we've had over the past year as well. Um, many of them happening within the legislature and happening within the legislative cycles and others happening when we challenge some of the school boards who might not who might be misguided or who might not be doing the right things. So we just get together, we celebrate, enjoy the evening. It's it's a wonderful time. This year, we'll be holding it at the uh, Ritz-Carlton Tiburon, which is the uh, golf resort here in Naples, Florida.
1: Wonderful. And again, that's March the 8th?
2: That's March the 8th, yes. And our, our uh, keynote speaker this year will be the former speaker of the house, Newt Gingrich. So you know it's going to be a fantastic night. We also have recently secured as our MC, Krista Fogelsong, who used to be on NBC down here in Southwest Florida.
1: Sure. Well, that is just terrific. And again, you can get tickets by going to the website, goflca.com, goflca.com. So, uh, Style, I was wondering if you could comment on some of the past achievements. I, for one, am just, uh, I know that the Florida Citizens Alliance had a big impact on getting rid of Common Core here in the state of Florida.
2: Yes, Florida Citizens, we led a grassroots uh, effort in order to help remove Common Core. We worked with our legislators. We just knew that that system was not working, that it was not teaching our children the right, uh, it was not teaching them. We'll we'll just leave it at that. It was not teaching them the right way to learn. So uh, we, through our avenue, we've recently in the past year grew our Database, our, our network of people from one hundred thousand to two hundred fifty thousand uh, supporters, who we can send action alerts to, and r- make a big impact within our legislature.
1: At very indeed, and uh, just right now, of course, the big push is for education savings accounts. Which uh, yes, that's
2: w- the uh, that's our big priority for this particular legislative cycle. We know that. The governor is a big proponent of that, and we have uh, the Speaker of the House and the Senate President are both big supporters as well.
1: I had a chance to review the uh, governor's uh, budget this morning, and uh, it's it's a a big budget and lots of support for education changes, including making sure that we don't have critical race theory in primary or secondary education. Uh, just a lot of positive things, and, and investing more money in teachers. I'm sure this is not making the unions happy.
2: No, oh, no, it's not. But we know that this governor does not worry so much about um, trying to be popular with 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 the unions. His his goal is to improve education, and uh, that's why I like to call him our the education governor. He really does what is right, and he does right by our children. Um, by working hard in order to create uh, the, the the framework that that truly uh, creates a space for our children to learn, to to grow, and to to do so in a safe way, yeah. um, I I definitely applaud him for the work that he has done.
1: Absolutely, including the the civics education that is installed, it's really working and having an impact. So kids understand. Uh, not only uh, our government, but understand the the politics and everything that's going on in order to get legislation passed. I mean, it's. Uh, I think our our students are, will be better prepared to be citizens once they graduate from high school.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Sal, so I just... The imp- yeah, go ahead. go ahead. No, please. Ahead. I was just going to say that it's important for us to teach our children how to learn not what to think, but how to think. We need to to definitely encourage critical thinking, and I think that's the big thing that the governor is doing is he's teaching our children and encouraging and empowering teachers to teach our children how to learn rather than what to learn, giving them free minds so that they can think for themselves.
1: Absolutely. And I I must say that uh, he's rejected this African Studies program and it turns out that the last third of the program was just indoctrination. The first, apparently, two-thirds of it is okay, but the last third of it is just indoctrination. They, they are revising the program to meet the standards of the governor, which is a, a good thing.
2: Yes, and it shows that, they, they, that even the people who came up with the program have some level of respect for what the governor wants to do. Yeah. If he ha- was able to send it back and for them to actually make changes, that, that's a great sign.
1: Absolutely. Again, uh, style. I, I really appreciate your commentary again. Again, the uh, the website is the Florida Citizens Alliance, goflca.com, goflca.com. And when you go there, make a contribution or um, uh, get a ticket to go to the uh, gala coming up on March the 8th. So I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Bob. My pleasure indeed. All right, coming up, Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
0: Stay tuned for more of the Bob Hartman Show here on the Bob Hartman Broadcasting Network.
1: You have questions about your retirement?
0: back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host,
1: Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Golf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. You can find out more and get tickets by visiting the website, golfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Dr. George Markovich, orthopedic surgeon. Right now we have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Seaton. Tell us about less government.
3: Yeah, we just introduced the size, scope, and sphere of influence
1: of government, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a big task. But you're doing the right thing, Seaton. so keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank uh, you. There's a, a, a piece you wrote which I found very enlightening. It's called Project Veritas Pfizer Video Also Reveals the Pervasiveness of Regulatory Capture. Maybe you can tell us about it.
3: Yes. You know, a lot of the times, these these revealing things reveal several things, mm. and we get fixated on one for, for very legitimate reasons, um, and we, we sometimes miss some of the others. I wrote about Eisenhower's exit speech from the White House, and every you know it's referred to as the military-industrial complex speech. And I went and re- watched the whole thing, and he predicts a whole bunch of amazingly accurate things. One of which is the military-industrial complex, but he worry, he worries about government funding of science. Gee, I wonder if that's reflected in the COVID lies. <laughs> you know, he he watched the Manhattan Project develop the nuclear bomb and said, "I'm really concerned about government spending on science. Mm-hmm. It'll corrupt the science. They'll chase the grant, not the sci- not the facts, not the truth." And gee, that happened. Yeah. Um, it just it was amazing. So anyway, we have this Project Veritas video, which of course. YouTube pulled down from 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 its platform. And it's this idiot, this director of research, and he he's a long title, for Pfizer, which of course is one of the huge big pharma companies that had a vaccine for, for COVID. And he revealed that Pfizer is basically doing its own version of gain of function research. In order to continue the money train rolling on new vaccines for the for the virus, yep, and that of course is a huge deal, and it absolutely, is, it's a scandal, and he should be in prison, and a bunch of other people in Pfizer should be in prison. But one of the things he talked about was, you know, uh, during the course of the conversation, the the, the, the he was a, the guys the guys gay, and he was on a date with with the undercover reporter allegedly. And so he starts babbling about a bunch of things. And one of the things he talks about was, you know, I'm sure the reporter wisely said, well, what about the regulatory agencies? And the guy basically laughed and said, it's, it's, it's they want to come work for pharmaceutical companies after they regulate us. Yeah. So they're, they're not going to be hard on us because they want to please us so they can come get a job later. And he goes, he said, it's the same everywhere. You know, military contractors. They don't regulate the military contractors. They want to work for the military contractors. Um, And he said, it's it's, it's everywhere in government. And, of course, it is. Um, You and I have talked previously about, for example, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, board, whatever the hell B stands for. And they're supposed to be, the entire reason it came into existence was to deal with too big to fail banks. Yep. What's it doing instead? It's going after tiny little payday lenders because the big banks have captured. It's called regulatory capture. The, the biggest businesses, the biggest banks, have captured the regulatory system and put it to work for them. So instead of going after the big banks, it's going after one of the few competitors right. to the big banks. Right. These tiny little payday lenders that open up Storefronts and strip malls next to pawn shops—that's what we have to regulate. That's that's really important. Yeah, um, and of course, it's happening now at the Federal Trade Commission. They have made a splash in the last couple of years with two two cases against Google, who definitely deserve some antitrust scrutiny. But they're, for the most part, holding the form. They've been captured. In the regulatory uh, regime, the, their regulatory enforcement has been captured by the biggest companies. One of, one of the, the examples I use in the article is the airline industries. Uh, there's the big four. It's, I think it's Southwest, United, Delta, and American. Okay? Right, right. And they dominate, they're the big four. And then fifth place is like a third the number of passengers of fourth place Southwest. So seven and eight are JetBlue and Spirit. Yeah. And they're trying to merge. Now, anyone can look at that playing field, that marketplace, and say, okay, there's still going to be about half as many passengers combined as Southwest at number four. But they'll be in a better position combined to compete against the big four
1: which is better for the consumer. Which is better for the consumer. That's
3: that's that's the way antitrust is supposed to work. Yeah. So, in a, in a real re- non-captured regulatory regime, they they'd look at that thing for 5 seconds and go, you know, green light, go ahead, merge. Yeah. Instead, the initial re- response of the Biden administration's Federal Trade Commission, which is a You'll see, you'll see the headlines, and it'll say Justice Department, because the Federal Trade Commission is a subsidiary of the Justice Department. And all the headlines you see, the initial responses of Biden's Justice Department gives a jaundiced eye to the JetBlue spirit merger. And, of course, this is the exact opposite of what should happen, given the, you know, the, the marketplace as, we, as it's currently constituted. In the airline industry and there's a bunch of examples of this I'm going to look at more uh, you know for, you know as we keep going through life yeah um, but but this is this is a prime example of regulatory capture where the you know the big four have the FTC going after number seven and eight.
1: So just yeah, imagine you're a regulator sense. and uh, you're thinking about what you're going to do in two years after you decide to leave that position. You're asked to look at something that is coming out for Pfizer or whatever it might be. And it's kind of this wink, wink, you know, uh, we're going to cooperate, but uh, hopefully you'll look at me as a candidate for a job or being on the board after I leave. Now, you know, that's a, that's an incentive right now that is a conflict of interest. Let's call it what it is.
3: And it's perpetually there. Um, my uh, another example I used in the piece, which was nauseating to me, because I was I, I was screaming at the TV. I watch CNBC every morning. I I, I like the presentation, even you know it's 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 there's there's a conservative on there, you know sort of, uh-huh. and I I just like the presentation. I like it better than Fox News. I like it better than uh, OAN. I like it better. You know I just I like the presentation. Plus, it's doing the stock market, and i you always like to learn more about how that's going to collapse. But anyway, um, they, from the very, very beginning of the COVID nonsense, their go-to guy was Scott Gottlieb. Yep. Scott Gottlieb was an, FD, an FDA, Federal Drug and, Food and Drug Administration commissioner, who walked out the door at the FDA and immediately joined the board of Pfizer. Yeah. Now they announced that. Oh, he's now, you know, former FDA commissioner, now on the board of Pfizer. And they said, you know, it was a perfunctory introduction thing. But that he should he should never be on television saying anything. Right. He's quite obviously conflicted out.
1: No question. Seton, and he's
3: been on TV nonstop for three years now.
1: This has been such an informative discussion, Seaton. I just genuinely appreciate your commentary on the show. I'm going to be watching for more and more regulatory capture. Uh, you can visit uh, less LessGovernment at lessgovernment.org and also on Facebook. Seaton, I always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, sir. My pleasure indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Dr. George Markovich. He's orthopedic surgeon and uh, replaced both of my knees in 2006 and my hip this past June. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
0: Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Bob Hartin show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton.
1: Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. They get the politics and know the policy, and they help prepare your elected officials to win in the legislature. You can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org. We have with us Dr. George Markovich. He is my orthopedic surgeon. He replaced both of my knees in 2006 and replaced my hip in uh, just this past June, for which I'm really grateful. Alleviated a lot of pain. Dr. Markovich, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, uh, doctor. You know, I I, I saw you this past week. I had a little flare-up of uh, some pain. I said, oh, my goodness, I think my other hip is going to have to be replaced. But it wasn't that. It was a a flare-up of some sort of arthritis. Is this kind of a common thing?
4: Well, it is, and it is related. It it, it, basically, arthritis can wax and wane. And, uh, if it's truly end stage, then it won't (laughs) wane. But if it's just not quite there, uh, oftentimes we can calm it down with some medications, injections, and so forth.
1: Well, I'm so grateful that you did. And, uh... I'm feeling feeling a lot better since I visited you I was uh, just barely able to walk on that one uh, one on that one uh, leg my good leg <laughs> and uh, and uh, it uh, well now my good leg is the one that where you replace the hip but uh, nevertheless I'm I'm feeling a lot better so thank you for your help
4: of course we that's what we do you know every day every minute of every day just tell people out so um, <clears throat> you know it, it's something that really gives us, uh, our, our entire practice purpose and, uh, without purpose and without, you know, an ethical moral compass, uh, you know, it's just not what life should be about.
1: Right. Absolutely. Well, four eight two five three nine nine is the is the phone number for Dr. Markovic, has offices in Astero as well as Fort Myers. Four eight two five three nine nine. So, uh, I just be curious about uh, your thoughts on Dr. Fauci and what's going on right now. He's retired. He's kind of riding off into the sunset. But I don't think our business with him is done.
4: Yeah, I don't either. I. I detest Dr. Fauci. Uh, I I think that uh, perception is more powerful than reality. And uh, if you look back at his career, uh, you know, being primarily a rheumatologist and a failed researcher and somebody who just became uh, entrenched in a government position uh, with uh, increasing power uh, to pick winners and losers as he saw fit, uh, it becomes pretty clear that this was a guy that that did not have uh, a good moral compass that that we discussed. Uh, he's telegenic. Uh, he is persuasive. Uh, he reminds people of the Marcus Welby type of uh, you know <clears throat> persona. Uh, but uh, clearly, as the highest paid federal employee. Uh, he pursued, uh, I think, uh, policies that were very destructive, mm-hmm. and he didn't look at the data. And <clears throat> the data from Sweden showed that we shouldn't have closed the schools. There was no threat uh, to kids uh, that didn't have comorbidities, and there was no threat to the teachers. Uh, so, you know, the the whole uh, entire uh, pandemic was a concern that society, our society, needed to get healthier and needed to be concerned about those at high risk. And herd immunity is the way pandemics go away. And uh, he said some things before the pandemic that were consistent with that, improve your immune system, go outside, get exercise, uh, <clears throat> you know, don't smoke, all the things that are public health uh, uh, tenets and pillars. Uh, but then uh, when when this whole pandemic uh Thing became uh, uh, more into the public consciousness. It took an entirely different direction in terms of shutdowns, in terms of uh, onerous restrictions, and uh, <clears throat> you know, it was just an amazing thing that persists. Uh, and our kids have been affected. Our society has been affected. And he is the person that pretended he was science. Mm-hmm. He's not science. Science is to question hypotheses and try to figure out a better way forward. He you know, was it's, a very destructive force.
1: Indeed. In fact, the study just came out uh, as, as, as actually a compo- compilation of studies. Uh, showing that the masks provide absolutely or, or very little benefit, if any benefit, even the N95 masks uh, when it comes to things like uh, viruses and the flu. So, um, and, and yet, he, that was the initial statement. He said that masks don't do any good. And then he changed course almost immediately and said, nope, you got, you know, we need to wear a mask, gotta have six foot feet. Where's the, where's the science behind six feet of distancing?
4: There is none. <clears throat> it was just uh, you know some conjecture, and the people that challenged it. You know there was a New York Times or an author. Uh, I think Matt Berenson is his name that wrote some things to that effect. Looked at the studies, yeah. looked at the science, and came to the conclusion that you just said. And yet he was vilified. He was uh, kept out of. Uh, media his book uh you know wasn't able to be uh found by people to purchase or anything like that so you know it's just amazing to look back i I hope that they get this guy to be under oath and answer questions because there is a lot to this guy that the public doesn't realize and when he was on tv Uh, being uh, you know uh, supportive of these destructive policies nobody asked the questions as to why the virus happened in the first place Mm -hmm. and what his role was and and look I am NOT uh, as forceful in my comments as usual that I'm saying now but I've looked at things I've tried to be objective and those are the conclusions or at least the thoughts that I'm reaching. This all resembles kind of a psyops operation as opposed to a public health emergency.
1: Yeah, it's so true. And quite frankly, there's some who, who actually assert that, uh, if anything, you know, he is a murderer. He actually is responsible for so many deaths in the United States. For example, uh, uh, I- ivermectin has been proven to be very effective with regard to flus and other types of uh, illnesses. Uh, in, in fact, in Africa, where they use it for, I guess, uh, I've forgotten the, the name of the disease, but irrespective, uh, they have a low inc- lower incidence of uh, COVID. And uh, the reason that many assert is because of uh, the ivermectin that most people t- take because of the uh, pr- presence of this well, malaria, I think it is.
4: Yeah, I, I think that there's a lot of information like that that, that we're finding out now through various means. Um I think murder may be a, a, a strong word because uh, you really don't know the intent. Yeah. Um, I do think that he was uh, uh, not uh, transparent. Uh, he did a lot of obfuscation to hide uh, <clears throat> the motives and reasons. And um, I'm hopeful that history looks back and we're able to recover Uh, And learn from this lesson. Uh, That's what I'm hopeful of. I I think that this guy should uh, come clean and, and tell the American people what really happened and his role in it. And he should do it under oath and he should be held accountable.
1: Absolutely, doctor. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, a lot of us have lost faith in the CDC and uh, the information that we're getting. And I think it has in large part due to how this entire uh, pandemic was handled by Fauci, uh, by uh, Michelle Lewinsky. Or, uh, and, and the the whole public sec- uh, health sector, I think, was done us a disservice.
4: Yeah, you know, most clinicians, people who actually see patients, are too busy to, you know, really try to do what these guys were doing, uh, which is to fulfill a narrative. Yeah. And we're just taking care of patients and trying our best to deal with all the challenges uh, that go along with that. Uh, these policymakers uh, were were punishing those that opposed their viewpoint, were suppressing uh, other opinions that were valuable, and were uh really pushing a narrative that was against the interests of the principles of this country. Yeah. And for that, uh, you know, people should be aware and they should make their own decisions about who what they want to believe and who they want to support. I think time will tell. Uh, it's a very confusing time. Uh, but, you know, what I've found is when I had a few moments of reflection to really look at things, it's very bothersome to me what happened, and I hope that, uh, you know, things can uh, rectify themselves.
1: Absolutely. Again, Dr. George Markovich, uh, again, just an absolutely terrific doctor. I just really appreciate what you've done for me and for any listeners that have some uh, arthritis or problems in their joints, uh, you can visit uh, or call 482-482. Five three nine nine four eight two five three nine nine. Dr. Mark- Markovich, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Bob. My pleasure indeed. All right, we're gonna have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
0: Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show. Here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. To the Bob Hartman Show. And now here's your host, Bob Hartman.
1: Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. It's also by, brought to you by Choice Social, a new refreshing social networking platform. And you can find out more by visiting the website and downloading the app choicesocial.us. Well, times are changing, and trends in funeral services are no exception. The traditional, somber, formal affair marking one's passing is uh, transitioning to a celebratory event where family and friends can gather more casually in a relaxed setting that incorporates the comforts of home. On Sunday, February the 19th, Hodges Life Celebration Center, located at 26051 South Tamiami Trail in Bonita Springs, is going to be hosting community open house and reception from 2 to 4 p.m., with a ribbon-cutting at the Champagne Toast at 3.15 p.m. The new facility reflects the latest innovation in funeral services by the Hodges brand. It's dynamic in its capacity to accommodate both traditional and non-traditional funerals and memorials, said Michelle Matuzak, the funeral director, but we're also eager to extend our facility to the community as a gathering place for those wanting to host a special brunch, luncheon, or uh, just get together with friends, or perhaps a dinner to honor an anniversary or milestone event. We offer catering services second to none, says Michelle." Special guest at the event is going to be Mrs. Thelma Hodges. Boy, she's something else. I had a wonderful opportunity to have dinner with her and speak with her. Uh, She's just a great human being. She's the widow of the founder, Earl Hodges, who passed in 2013. The uh, two arrived in Naples in 1955 when it was considered a fishing village. She was one of the three founding nurses of NCH, and he was returning veteran, uh, a mortician from the Korean War, making an obligatory stop to visit relatives before returning to Tennessee. But his fate had something different in mind when they met at an arranged dinner party, and their marriage now has been, uh, was, uh, last 55 years Thelma is just a wonderful person, and uh, again, that's going to be one of the highlights for me going to this event. Again, it's Sunday, February the 19th, Hodges Life Celebration Center, and uh, you can uh, make a a reservation for the event. There's no charge, but uh, you can call uh, 239-366-5333. 366-533 is the phone number to make a reservation for the 19th. Also, uh, Collier Senior Center in Golden Gate is hosting a health and wellness fair this Friday, that's tomorrow, February the 3rd, uh, from 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. at Coronado Parkway in Naples. It's at 49, 4898 Coronado Parkway in Hel- uh, Naples. That's the uh, center, uh, Collier Senior Center in Golden Gate. It'll be held in conjunction with MyCare Medical. The free event provides older adults and caregivers access to local resources on aging, uh, well, as well as gift bags for the first 100 guests, music, opportunity to socialize, and more. Uh, You can make a reservation by calling 399-0199. That's 399-0199. Well, first uh, son, Hunter Biden and his legal team, sent out a slew of letters to government agencies on Wednesday demanding investigations into the dissemination of material from his laptop, while also threatening to sue Fox News host Tucker Carlson, a source familiar with the letters obtained by CBS News, indicated the outlet that the scandal plagued Biden intends to uh, take the initiative in combating negative press and Republican-led investigations. He's not going to sit by quietly by questionable characters and continue to violate his rights and media organizations peddling lies to try and defame him, the source said. The letter to Carlson demands that Fox News retract statements uh, describing a money laundering scheme connected to Biden's alleged pay for, paying for his father's rent. The letter also acknowledges that other outlets have retracted such claims. Other letters went out to Delaware Attorney General The IRS, the Department of Justice, seeking investigations related to the publication of the laptop, the authenticity of which has been verified. The letter appears to mark a direct admission from Biden and his legal team that the laptop does indeed belong to Biden and that the contents are authentic. This failed dirty political trick directly results in the exposure, exploitation, and manipulation of Mr. Biden's private and personal information, read the letter. Well, why did he leave it uh, at the uh, at the uh, center at the uh, computer center, Mr. Isaac Mac Isaac's intentional reckless and unlawful con- conduct allowed for hundreds of gigabytes of Mr. Biden's personal data, without any dis- any discretion, to be circulated around the internet. Specifically, Biden wants investigations into laptop repairman John Paul Isaac, John uh, Paul John Paul Mac Isaac. As to uh, as whose store in the younger Biden left the laptop, as well as various Trump aides connected to the publication of its contents, Biden alleges that many of these aides have been broken the law in obtaining and distributing the laptop's contents. Biden also has asked the IRS to review the tax-exempt status of Marco Polo, the organization operated by former Trump aide Garrett Ziegler, that published a lengthy report on the laptop's contents. Reports emerged in December that Hunter Biden was mounting a legal and media blitz to combat conservative criticism and alleged uh, legal improprieties. A source of the White House expressed concerns to the Washington Post about Hunter's plans at the time, saying, no one thinks the strategy of putting Hunter Biden in front and center is smart. No one, including the White House, thinks this is a smart strategy. So at a point where now they're starting to investigate the laptop and starting to investigate Hunter Biden, he's decided now to take the... uh, take the judicial offensive on this, I don't think this is going to serve him well at all. Uh, very questionable strategy indeed, but irrespective, I mean, he's the one that left it at the uh, at the uh, computer repair shop. He's also, uh, the statute of limitations passed in terms of uh, it being his private property, and the property, again, because of state law, uh, reverted to the computer repair service, and uh, Mr. Isaac. And uh, he he did what he thought was best, which is to take it to the FBI. Uh, and uh, so I don't think Hunter Biden has a leg to stand on. I think he's doing a lot of sa- saber rattling, but I don't think it's going to do a, a lot of good. Just unbelievable. Uh, by the way, boy, so much more to cover today, but uh, so much news and so much going on that's so interesting. But that's a wrap here today's show. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we've got a great get, uh, show lined up for you on Friday, tomorrow. William Yateman, Research, I should say, uh, legal, Senior Legal Fellow at the Pacific Legal Foundation will be joining us. Catherine Hallinan from the uh, Community Pregnancy Clinics will be joining us, as well as Larry Bell, a endowed professor at the University of Houston Space Architecture and author of several books, his latest, Architectures Beyond Boxes and Boundaries, My Life by Design always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobhardon.com.